Welcome to Winds of Change, a Reckless Abandon Ministries podcast. What you are about to listen to is something we believe has the power to spark change in your life. We pray that God not only blesses you through it, but that He reaches into your heart and stirs things up to bring about change in your life, change that glorifies Him and builds His eternal kingdom. The song playing is Satisfied by About a Mile. You can find it on all digital platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. We are very grateful for their sponsorship of our program in this way. Through the constant wandering, when my doubt is crippling, and this will be my, this will be my prayer. Well, hello, podcast listeners. I'm here with, I can't pronounce your last name, but it's Adam, right? And then, Clutinati. Clutinati. There you go. From the band About a Mile. And Adam, could you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm Adam, and uh, I play in a band with my brothers Luke and Levi. And we named our band About a Mile um, because that's how far Jesus carried his cross. And we've just been kind of doing ministry together for uh, 15 years now. And um, we've had a new season where we're all getting married. So um, that's been exciting. And we made an album called Trust You All the Way just because, like, you know, um, starting the band and when we were in high school at 16, now getting married, it's just like we've been through a lot of different stuff, but it seems like the common factor has always been trusting in God. So we, we just been, you know, making that our focus and here we, here I am with you. So thanks for having me, Christian. Absolutely. So, and can you kind of just introduce our topic and kind of give a general overview by way of introduction here? Yeah, sure. I got the opportunity to, um, we played at a, a youth uh, event last uh, weekend, and um, you know, it was the first one in a while, but I've noticed that at the last few events, you know, kids these days are you know, just so you know, active on their phones with just all the different apps and stuff that they have out there. And uh, in some ways that I, I kind of noticed were a little concerning in my mind because just the, you know, I'll give you some examples as we go on in the interview, but like I chose the topic sex because, you know, uh, just seeing how the world has been able to take something that's a gift from God and um, pervert it so much and to see how uh, the younger culture is like has their hands all over it, mainly through these phones. I, I don't want to go ramble for 20 minutes, you know, before you ask any questions, um, but it's just something that I can look back at the past two years of my life um, when I decided to clean up some lust issues and to get an accountability partner for, um, you know, what I look at on my phone. Um, and I see like how um, even two years later, how much worse it's even gotten when I go to these events and I notice the guys and the girls and just the interaction and like, you know, um, it's just obvious to me. Um I figured this would be a good topic to kind of to rant about a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one that's incredibly relevant and it needs to be talked about more than it actually is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't heard many people talking about it, you know, um, like the, some of the kids funny because the kids these days, you know, it's hard to keep their attention. I'm the same way. We had a speaker at the event and a lot of the kids are in the back row. Yeah. The whole week, you know, so he had me do a little, um, I wasn't even planning on doing it, but I was sharing, with him about my marriage coming up in July and um, 
you know, some different things that my fiance and I uh, have been through. And, you know, he asked me to just talk to the kids for an hour. And he said, okay, tell me what we're going to talk about. And I said, sex. And like all the kids, oh, what did he say? You know? Yeah. And um, the first thing I did was I, I held up my phone and I said, okay, I need one volunteer. And, you know, a bunch of hands went up in the air. And I said, well, you don't know what you're volunteering for yet. Well, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you my phone. And you can, you know, you can look through my phone, whatever you want. You can go in all the apps and, and, uh, I'm going to look at your phone too. And I want to go through your phone, all the stuff, you know, in there and all the hands shot out of the air. You know, real, <laughs> nobody wanted me going through their phone, you know, and, and one person, uh, one person I did, I just kind of like got their phone anyway. And, um, I was kind of messing with them a little bit. Like they had the, the passcode on there. I don't have a passcode on my phone, but I understand that like people could have social security numbers in their phone and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't want people just going through your phone. And I wasn't planning on doing that, but I was just trying to prove a point. Um, you know, uh, I opened up some app called uh, Snapchat. I used to have Snapchat. I know what that is. And I was basically said, okay, what's this app? You know, and people said, Oh, you take pictures and you post them to your friends. And I said, well, I thought that was Instagram. And, um, and then they said, well, you know, it, that it deletes like right away, you know? And, and I just, uh, could kind of hear the silence in the room as I asked him, well, why, you know, why would you want something like that? And I don't think that all these things are necessarily bad things. I just think that like anything, they could be used in the wrong way. I remember in ninth grade, and sorry to ramble so much, Christian. Just go like No, you're, you're good. Shut up. You're good. I remember in ninth grade, um, the first time, like, somebody had a picture of, she's probably naked or something, you know? Some I didn't have a phone until I turned 20. So in ninth grade, I was 16, I think, or maybe a little, I don't remember. Um, but somebody had, like, a phone with a picture on it that they were showing people. And I said, if you show me that, I'm going to break, you know, I'm going to break your phone. Because I was real adamant about being, like, the Christian kid in my high school yeah. and I had a lot of weaknesses and I had a lot of areas I was struggling with too. But I remember I, I didn't want to see that at all. And only a few years later, um, you know, uh, maybe four, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty. I, I got a phone when I was 20 and, um, you know, I remember getting caught up with like, um, you know, the different apps and then, uh, and Facebook and, and, and whatnot. I ended up, uh, going through a season you know, go back two and a half years from right now, I was struggling big time with my phone. Um, there've been times I looked up pornography and, um, I was using it to sext with different girls and, you know, I sent Facebook messages to different girls. And, and it was at a time where my life was just really falling apart. I was kind of searching for answers I really wanted to know the truth about life and, and I didn't want to sin but I really felt like you know some of the things that you know urges and stuff I had it's almost like God created me one way and then he hated me for how I was you know I was like I don't I don't want to sin against God I just know by my own strength I I, I certainly can't do it I remember getting baptized um you know, uh, in the beginning stages of some of these struggles when they weren't near as bad as they got. And I remember thinking when I got baptized, I'm like, ah, I'm kind of like in for Jesus, but I'm not sure if I'm all in. I'm just kind of doing this to make my dad happy. And the thing that was holding me back the most was struggle with lust. And 
a lot of it had to do with my phone. And um, I remember, to make a long story really short, you know, um, by the time I met my fiance Amy, I had a, you know, all, all but just kind of decided to leave God in the dust. I was sick of telling people about Jesus and saying, well, you know, I have a personal relationship with God, but I don't know what kind of eggs Jesus likes, you know. I didn't feel like he was answering any of the questions I had. And I had big time struggles with lust, um, you know, when it got to its worst season. And um, I remember I met Amy and I like, uh, she just knocked me off my feet. I thought, wow, that is a girl that is just really beautiful. Like I would never have a chance with a girl like that. I remember that. And I remember also thinking to myself, there's something really pure about her. Like, um, she started telling me her testimony and everything. And like, I knew that she, um, loved the Lord and we started hanging out and, um, you know, we just kind of went to the park a few times and I never had the desire to date anyone before this. I remember telling her, I said, listen, um, you know, I like to date you, but I just have a lot of messed up stuff in my heart that nobody knows about. My brothers, Luke and Levi, um, in the band with me, they didn't know about my struggles, um, with lust. I, I struggled with my phone and, um, and nobody, nobody knew, nobody has it now. It just stays in my pocket all the time. And it was a bigger deal than I thought. And that's why I like sharing this story. But, um, eventually like, we started dating anyway, which is kind of a miracle in itself because she's super hot and my face looks like a butt, you know? But um, we started dating and two months into the relationship, um, she like logged into my um, my uh, Facebook and, you know, she saw lots of messages to um, women that shouldn't have been there. I, um, you know, I if I couldn't sleep or something like that, I would message somebody on my Facebook um, that I didn't even know, you know, and, and, you know, you can use your imagination from there, you know, but like it, we weren't talking about good things. You know, I had a lust issue, you know, that, uh, occurred through messaging people on Facebook and, and, you know, just like get people's you know numbers of certain people that, you know, started out as a friendship and then you start talking and you start talking about the wrong things. And, um, and that was a trap that I was in and Amy uh, totally discovered all that one day. And, um, you know, I had to kind of, eventually I had to like, uh, have us talk with her cause I was expecting the relationship to be completely over, you know? And, um, and, uh, I just kind of had this talk with her one night about all the messed up, issues in my heart that nobody knows about, you know, the, the lust and I definitely expected to never see her again, you know, and I was so, my heart was so hard. I didn't care about, dude, I didn't care about nothing at that point. I, I hated God and I hated me and, um, I didn't really know how big of an issue these, you know, sin problems with lust had affected my heart and my mind. And I was really surprised though, because when I told her about all these really dirty, dirty, sins that, um, were really breaking her heart. And, and, um, you know, she ended up saying, you know, I still love you. And it presented me with a choice. Um, that isn't something that we overcame in, in one day, but I had the choice to either, um, I had the choice to either, 
um, continue in the ways I was going or for the first time in my life, do every single thing that I could to make sure that I was doing my part um, in trying to flee from sin and lustful uh, temptation. I ended up throwing my phone in the river because I wanted to get a new number. There were people that had my number that had no business having it, you know. Um, and uh, so I got a new number. I deleted my old Facebook and I started a new one and got rid of all those contacts that were there. And um, like a crazy healing journey began where I, I, I threw out all these movies that I had that, um, you know, maybe didn't seem like the worst movies, but I was justifying all kinds of stuff in my head. Like maybe I'd send messages that were dirty to, uh, you know, a few people that like, just like an, it's a mutual lust thing that was now I see is super disgusting. But as back then when I was trapped in it, I was blind so blind um but i would justify that by saying well you know i'm not looking at pornography you know like and you know, i'm not going i'm i'm waiting till i'm married to have sex so so it's easy to justify the sin and get in way deeper than you even know that you are and we went on this crazy long healing journey and it was the time when i decided like okay i want to trust god all the way i want to do everything that I can do to have accountability partner. Amy became my accountability partner. She still sees everything that, um, you know, goes on in my phone and everything like that. I'm not saying that's necessary for everybody. It's been a great thing for me. Um, you know, I don't have to worry about, I haven't struggled with their urge to look up something I shouldn't on my phone or do anything I should on my phone at first, maybe because I knew that she was connected to that. Now God has transformed my heart and transformed my mind to be kind of disgusted with that kind of stuff. And that's what I'd like to see the younger generation desire. I'd like to see kids say, well, you know, I, I don't want to be a sinner, but it seems like I'm designed to want to sin. And you can actually be transformed to become more like Christ and think that the things that were, you know, the sinful things that you thought were good before will become disgusting. And that's what I've experienced over the past two years. And I had to go through that. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get married. I'm getting married in July. I'm very excited about it. I wanted to prove that I could be faithful to God and, you know, prove that I could be faithful to Amy. I didn't know how long that process was going to take. But um, two years later, um, man, I just can't even, like, recognize who I was before. Um so am I rambling way too much? No, you're good. <clears throat> you're really good. There's a lot to say in 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's okay and, uh, if it goes long. Yeah, I, uh, man, I just know that the younger generation is in a lot of trouble if they don't take this seriously. Because uh, I'll, I'll give you a few examples. All right, at work, I have. Um, uh, a friend named uh, George. He's like my. He's old. He's old man. You know. He's like uh, my. Um, I work at a tree farm, and he's my supervisor. And like, uh, he's always telling me that you know his wife. I think her name's Deb. He says, "Oh yeah, Deb knows I have wondering eyes." You know, like when he goes to the mall, or maybe he'll go to the store. He has wondering eyes. And then you know, he's also told me though on a different day that his wife just there's no attraction between them. Um, and there's like a lot of issues there. And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, it's obvious if you're saying you have wandering eyes, you have a lust issue that would 
hurt her heart, but he doesn't see it as a big deal because he's just, you know, his, his heart's staying at home. He just has wandering eyes. And like, I, I'll see stuff like that and I'll notice it as a big problem when as before I didn't, I didn't notice how big of a deal this stuff was. But even that same example, that same man, you know, his first marriage ended up ending because, you know, after 20 years and four kids, um, his wife got a Facebook account and messaged somebody from back in high school. They ended up cheating on each other. Uh, my fiance, Amy, who is, um, you know, the most amazing person I've ever met. Nobody, I'm, I'm so lucky to have her. Uh, I don't want to go on all day about that, but like she has friends too. That she mentors a lot of people because um, she is um, very passionate about Christ. She had a rocky past too, but by the time she met me, she had spent five years being faithful to just singleness and praying to God about who a righteous man could be that she could be married to. And she ended up thinking it was me. And uh, then she found out my heart was a mess and she stayed with me to help fix that. And um, I don't feel like I deserve that, but it was, it was, um, you know, it's a lifesaver for me. Um, but she still mentors a lot of friends that are already married and they'll um, text her and they say, listen, my husband won't let me on his Facebook account. I really feel like he's messaging other women on there. And, um, you know, like we see it, we see it there, um, through her friends. And then, um, we were at the mall, um, just yesterday I was buying my wedding tux and Amy was picking out some shoes and some girls walked by that were like, uh, really, really young. I don't, I didn't even look at them, but Amy said they were like 14 or something like that. Um, which to me is I'm getting, I'm 26 dollars. That's very young. And I guess that I didn't hear any of this. I was sitting there on my phone and I guess one of them said, Oh, that boy in the hat, I'm going to get him to look at me. And the other one said, Oh, he's on his phone. I don't think that he's going to look at you. And she said, Oh, all I have to do is hike up my shorts a little bit. And, um, you know, Amy over, heard that and apparently she had like really really short shorts on and I'm already like um I've I don't I don't want to let anything else in my head so I keep my eyes to myself because one that would hurt Amy and two it messes up me like kids are getting robbed big time and they don't know it but like I will notice things like that and um you know people will make comments too like uh I have other friends that aren't aren't saved and well, maybe they're just acquaintances you know people I work with it'll say stuff like oh kids today they can just get pornography on their phone we had to like sneak a magazine and from under our bed or something like that and it is something that kids need to realize can destroy their lives so easily like I listen to the radio and I hear sex 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 I'll go to the mall and see the pictures plastered everywhere like you can't get away from it, but like even you, Christian, and me, we're respons We're not going to stand before God someday and be like, "Well, the posters were everywhere." Like we're responsible to keep our minds pure and um, our hearts clean. I had a guy that came up to me at the last conference, and he said, "Listen, you know, I've already gone the extra mile to getting a flip phone because I struggle with pornography so much." And I was really proud of him to hear that. You know, there's at least five kids messaging me right now about the issue on our band page and the ones that are winning the ones that are doing it right have accountability partners for the stuff they look up on their phone and everything if that's an issue for them I'm not saying it's an issue for everybody I'm just saying I notice it's a massive issue these days and um, 
you know, he said, listen, is it, is it worth it to clean up, throw away the movies, you know, get rid of all this lustful stuff that you have in your life? And I just told him, I said, there's no way I'd be able to get married in July if I was struggling with these lust issues still. And I didn't go ahead and take the extra mile and go all in for Christ. And if we did get married, it'd be a train wreck because it would probably end in divorce when all this secrecy and, and uh, stuff came out. I'm an open book. And, and that's why I could kind of share the struggles that I have gone through because it seemed like something that there's no way I could escape from. And I just didn't know how. And I definitely didn't think that, you know, Amy would want to stick around. So no matter what situation that anybody's in, like if you just do your part, um, you know, maybe not the first day or the first week, but like you will see God work and transform your heart. The Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't think the same way I did two years ago. And uh, I've been able to see a lot of fruit from that. And and that's what I want to encourage kids with these days. Because even, even that same kid that with the flip phone that asked me, he's like, you know, is it worth it to throw away all your movies and stuff? And I told him about this Fast and Furious movie. Um, I used to love those Fast and Furious movies. I, I like the cars and, and stuff. And um, But I remember even the first one, there was a scene at a party where like, um, you know, it was inappropriate. There was two girls kissing or something like that. And, and things are a lot worse these days. That was a long time ago. But even that scene was something that stuck in my head. And whenever I was getting rid of my phone and and wanted to be all in for Christ. I remember throwing that movie in the garbage. And, it, and right when I told him that, he just said, he's like, listen, I, I watched that movie two weeks ago and, um, and it caused me to struggle with lust. So what we put in our minds is, um, it's just something that's really important to be careful of, especially, especially if anybody wants to be a one woman man, that um, a biblical man, I, I don't consider anybody else a man. I don't look at like Brad Pitt on the magazines and I don't even consider that a man. I don't. I consider that, um, you know, I don't want to get into it. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be one man, one woman coming together where you care about each other's needs, you nurture each other, and you're there through all the struggles. And, um, you know, most people don't ever understand what, sex can be as part of love. I don't, I don't, I haven't had sex yet. I'm get to in July. I'm excited. I'm glad Amy and I are doing it the right way, but people don't ever get a chance to understand love if they're always caught up in lust. And I think it's really something that kids should be thinking about this day, these day, this day and age. And uh, yeah, sorry for rambling the whole time. <laughs> that, no, that's no problem. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Three things. So first one is, can you kind of outline the steps to get from someone who's trapped in lust, someone who's trapped there? Can you kind of outline the steps from there to kind of to the point where you are? Um, and kind of, I mean, each situation is going to be unique, but just generally. Yeah. Did you say do it in, in three steps? Tell in three steps? No, no. That's just the first of three questions. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, I think tell somebody. You have to tell somebody. Um, I talk about this stuff so easily now because I'm set free. Like I'm, I feel really free from the burden. Uh, not that I don't struggle with, with things. Um, but I've done everything I can to be pure. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, it took, um, 
actually one of my friends that um, I had no idea he struggled with pornography. I remember I, at the time when I was struggling with lust, it led to a lot of struggles. I had anger issues um, and, uh, you know, just a lot of confusion. Like I was, I was struggling with a lot of things back then, um, but they all kind of came from the same origin. And I remember when my friend said, you know, it seems like you get worked up too easily when you're dealing with, with people at your record label. And he said, let me tell you something I struggle with. So you can pray for me. I struggle with pornography and, um, you know, and he said, I've taken the necessary steps to get blocks on my computers and everything like that. And that meant so much to me that he told me that I think it was a little bit of why I was able to open up to Amy about everything and just say, you know, I remember thinking like, this is going to destroy your heart, but here you go. And it's just good to let it all out. So find somebody that you trust, somebody that cares about you and say, listen, this is what I'm going through. I remember even in the midst of the battle doing that with like five different friends. And I'd say, man, I struggle with like sexting on my phone sometimes. Do you struggle with this? And, uh, and you know, I remember like five different people, like, uh, they all said, Oh yeah, you know, I, you know, I do that too, you know, and lots of them that I had no idea, you know, sometimes, you know, even representing Christ in different ways, you know, some different people said, Oh yeah, you know, I have sex all the time, you know, and I'm like, well, you're not married, you know, and you just find that you're not the only one that struggles with these issues. So if I, I'm not talking, talking to you, it's funny because I'm looking at you, I feel like I'm, you know, lecturing you or something like that. But I, kids need to know, you know, like they're not alone and they need to open up to somebody that they trust and be able to set up those accountability partners. Um, that's what I did. I mean, it was obvious what I had to do. But once I did that, then God was able to step in and, you know, I could finally quit complaining that God wasn't doing his part because if I would have died and went to heaven and been like, you never helped me with this. You never gave me any answers. I've never had the peace that surpasses understanding. You promised me, but I never got it. And he would have probably looked at me and said, you never did what was necessary for you to clean up your lust issues. Because as soon as I did that, everything changed. So we got to do our part. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of the second question, you talked about being, I guess, spiritually blinded in a sense to kind of what was wrong, what isn't. What are some ways that we can kind of take those blinders off? I think just, you know, reading the Bible um, to get, you know, that's where we get all the information the Bible said. Dude, I thought so many times, like, maybe um, it's not bad to think about sexual things because when did I start struggling with lust? I think back, I mean, I was nine years old, you know, and I, I know I've worked with people like that didn't grow up in Christian homes and stuff that look like kids are losing their virginity way younger than that these days. So it's kind of hard for me to think like, okay, like this is how, is this really like something that's wrong? Because I'm, I didn't, when I was nine, I didn't want to start, you know, thinking inappropriate things or whatever. But like the Bible says, even if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery 
with her in your heart. So these are really high standards that nobody can live up to, but we're expected to kind of do our part to become more like Jesus. And we want to try to live up to these standards that God has for us. And thank God for his son that died on the cross so that we could have forgiveness and grace. But, um, you know, the more that we get closer to becoming Christ-like and following these rules, um, and, and you have to read the Bible. You have to know about them, to follow them, and study them, and meditate on them, and, and um, you know, basically just constantly be thinking of that. You can't be watching two girls make out in Fast and Furious and have success in these areas. It, it'd be better to read the Bible, you know. So getting the, the garbage in, you're going to get garbage out in your life. Um, but you know, just studying the Word to actually know what it says, and then doing everything that you can in your power, like. It was necessary for me to throw away those movies because I don't think God would have stepped in if I wasn't willing to throw my – you don't have to throw your phone away. But like I wanted to get a new number. I wanted to get a new start. you know. But like if I wouldn't have done that and I would have left the old temptation sitting right there, God would have never stepped in and done his part because I would have just kept running back to the old – I've tried. I mean I struggled. This was a long – this was a long thing. I mean I'm 20 – Six, I was 24 whenever this kind of started going in the right direction. And, you know, I remember like uh, had my first kiss when I was 16 and my head was already spinning in all kind of ways. So just and just believing God too. Um, I know I'm kind of rambly, but like I have so many thoughts about this that, you know, so many kids would watch this and just not believe me, you know. But God says, I try to be straight up and talk about the things I've struggled with because I really want kids to believe me and save themselves some heartache. The Bible says that God withholds from us no good thing. Doesn't that seem like, that seems like bullcrap to me, you know? Like, no offense, you know? I'm just being straight. That seems like bullcrap. Have you ever wanted something and God hasn't given it to you? I bet my band, I've been, since I was like 12, I've been praying like our song has like a big radio. Our band has a big radio single. I don't even know if that's ever going to come, you know? So I would always read that verse and say like, well, God, you said you withhold no good thing for me. And, and you know, even like sex can be the same way. We're not supposed to have, we're not supposed to even like think thoughts of, of sex until we're married, you know? So the devil will tempt us with different thoughts. And, and like I said, there's grace, but we need to do our best to, you know, get the temptations out of the way and, and try to have a pure mind and a pure heart. And that's how we're going to be most effective for Christ. And that's how we're going to grow in Christ. Everything's better that way. But it's either you believe God and say, well, he withholds no good thing for me and his way must be better. Or you don't believe God. And that's how we have kids, you know, they say, like, well, I'm not waiting till I'm married. You know, I'll just go get it myself. God says, um, you know, my way is better. I withhold no good thing from you. So did God tell me that one, did God like ruin my ministry and say, you're no good dirty sinner. Like, no, God gave me a chance to come clean. And that's why I'm telling you this instead of somebody else calling me out and saying like, dude, this hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. God gave me a chance to come clean. So I fixed that in my life. And, um, you know, I got, it's not like I don't get to have sex. I'm getting married in July. I'm doing it God's way, the right way, with somebody that I love with all my heart, somebody that I'm going to take care of for the rest of my life. And like, man, like, I, uh, it's hard to imagine that I almost completely ruined that and destroyed that. And it was only by a lot of grace on Amy's part 
and um and luckily like you know she's been through some stuff too so she kind of understood where i was coming from that we get to have a marriage that lasts and um and isn't one of like half of the marriages this day and age that are divorced within the first year you know and that only comes from doing it god's way isn't that better than like you know meeting up with somebody and then oh no, like we accidentally got pregnant and now we have to have an abortion or, and, and you know, no matter what people have gone through, you know, God is here for you. I, I love everybody. I just want everybody to win, everybody to get closer to Christ, but it's his way or it's the wrong way. And, um, either you believe that or you don't. So I can't remember the question, but it was, it had no, something. yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. So, I mean, now we've talked about, okay, so somebody listening to this is like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know how to change. I see all these problems, but it's like my family would never forgive me or I'm in a position where I just can't afford to come clean or what? what's kind of your answer to that? Well, I just think you can never – one, you need to – I don't understand people that don't want to know the truth. I like rattled my brain for the past so many years wondering like, okay, like what is the answer? Is If God really created us – and he says he loves us. Either there's no God at all in the evolution, which is I can't. I'm not even going to get into that because it don't even make sense at all. If you believe in evolution, you don't think that there is a God, or there is a God that loves you. And once I had my mind made up that there was a God that loves me, like I wanted to do the right thing because I believe God whenever He says His way is better and stuff. But we wrestle with a sinful nature. So many kids are like. Uh, you know, even the big thing today, like, man, the, dude, the world is like messed up nowadays. We have guys that want to become women now, and they're so glorified in like modern society. I'm not taking part in any of that. I don't hate anybody, though. I love everybody. I want to see the confused people know Christ because I was set free. Um, and I got to the point where I was so bitter and hard hearted. I was like, it ain't my fault I struggle with lust. Even if I don't think about lust, I'll dream about it. When I go to bed, well, how am I going to control that? And I didn't, wasn't able to control that until my mind started getting renewed because I really, you know, did my part to get all, get all the lustful things out of the way. And then you can be transformed. But so many kids are like, well, I was born gay, you know, or I was born with this, you know, issue or like, you know, I can't quit this or I can't stop doing this. Well, maybe, maybe you weren't born all messed up. You know, we are born with a sinful nature and until you understand the whole story like it's okay that you're not perfect i have no i mean i'm ashamed about when i see amy i sometimes feel bad about um you know that night when i had to open up to her but i also feel good about it because it was a night that brought so much life and there's so much grace there and everything but i did hurt her because of how my past was but I'm an open book to everybody, you know, on the Skype thingy. You know, I don't have no shame now in saying, um, listen, I cleaned this up and I was saved from this and this burden's off my shoulder. I'm not really one to lie to you. So if it doesn't really help me to tell you, oh, listen, I was a dirtbag and I struggled, you know, even when I was dating Amy, I was talking to lots of girls. Like that, that doesn't make me look good, but I'm okay with telling that because I've been set free from that. And the sooner the better because – the truth will find you out. You know, if you're in ministry or something like that and you're going through all these struggles, it's better to just be open about the things and, you know, get the help necessary to clean it up before God reveals it and everything's trash, which happens all the time. Um, but 
just know that you're not alone. I mean, I already told you there's five people messaging me that are struggling with pornography right now. Some of them I'm trying to convince to get accountability partners. Um, and, uh, you know, other ones are doing that and they're winning. So you need to, you can message our band. You can message about a mile on their Facebook. I'm going to encourage you to connect with a youth pastor or something. And people can message you, Christian, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, being, we know Christians don't think that they're perfect and the rest of the world is garbage. We just think that God's way is the right way and that he loves us. And, you know, the closer we get to that, the more you see it. Definitely. Yeah, I think... This is an issue that a lot of people are going to struggle with and only a very small percentage of them are going to admit that. Um, But yeah, definitely take advantage of messaging their page or emailing us. Um, I think in the link to this podcast, we'll also post a bunch of different resources, websites, internet filters that that members of our ministry have found helpful. And I want to thank you, Adam, for being willing to share your story, for being willing to give advice on this issue that's just not, not talked about enough. No matter how much we talk about it, I don't think it will be talked about enough. Um, yeah, it really I, – I really see it being a massive problem in the years that come. I mean like I've, I've seen a lot of things at some of the retreats and stuff we've done. I mean I've been at Christian events where like kids were having like sex in the bathroom at the Christian event. Yeah. And we're supposed to be leading them to Christ, you know. And um, so I'm not, I'm not here like uh, you know trying to beat anybody up. I'm just saying. Like the world is lying to you and saying that this way is better, but the the God's way, one man, one woman, faithful to each other, is such a beautiful thing. And you know, people just don't, people aren't going to see that until they to learn to trust God and kind of go all in in faith. So it's everybody's. It's the cool thing about it is, no matter what your people's friends say and everything, everybody can individually make that decision. And you know, once you step into it, you might look back and. I can't wait till Amy and I can say we've been married for 10 years and I'm sure sadly we'll probably look back on a lot of people that have gotten divorces and you know just because of things like simple as you know pornography and not getting accountability on their phones and not being open about their struggles and fixing the problems before they step into the relationship so you can do you don't have to worry about all this stuff just pray about it and and uh you know get help yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's a key step. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. And yeah, I do. God bless you. Man. Thanks for having me, Christian. And uh, I'll be praying for you guys. Thanks. Well, once again, I'd like to thank Adam for his participation in this. Tune in next week to hear me talk to Tim Cleary, who developed the Aetherlight, the Bible in video game format. Thanks for listening. This will be my, this will be my pain. Satisfied